0: Welcome back to Booze and Buffy, a podcast where we are watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel one by one. We will be full spoilers for previous episodes that we've discussed on the podcast of both series, but we will be spoiler free of details of future episodes. Making sure that my son doesn't leave by breaking him into a wall, I'm Jason. (laughs)
1: And um, having a lot in common with Cordelia in that I too have a ghost roommate, I'm Harrison. Jason, what episode are we watching today?
0: Grace is not a ghost. Oh no, I wasn't talking about
1: Grace, I was talking about the actual ghost in our attic. Oh.
0: Okay, yeah. (laughs) Um, Harrison, we are watching Angels Season 1, Episode 5, Room with a View, Though it's not spelled how you think, mm-hmm. we we took out most of the, we took out most of the uh, vowels. Yep. So it it's is the uh, mm-hmm.
1: the uh, newspaper edited down version. Now for the list, younger listeners, a newspaper, it's um, <laughs> like your Twitter feed, but uh, it's printed out and has more words.
0: Yeah, and the uh, bias depends on where you are, regional wise, and not. Who you follow mm-hmm. yeah. um this is the one where cordelia would rather die than give up her awesome new apartment to the woman that is haunting the shit out of it
1: okay i don't want to get too ahead of ourselves but i don't think i've ever related more to cordelia <laughs> like after li- having lived in, like, several shitty apartments, when we moved into this really nice house that we live in, when Cordelia literally says, I would rather die, I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> Girl, I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. Um, <laughs> Room with a View was written by Jane Espenson, uh, based on a story by David Greenwald and Espenson herself, and was directed by Scott McGinnis. It originally aired on November 2nd, 1999. All right, Jason, what are you drinking this fine early afternoon?
0: Uh, It's been a rough couple days at work, so I'm actually... uh drinking some of my single malt scotch whiskey
1: before i uh before i go to sleep when we're done recording this episode very nice uh i am drinking a uh small glass of red wine We actually had a couple nicer bottles that were christmas gifts um but i decided to hold off on opening those and get through my big box of wine first (laughs) Ah, yes the box the box (laughs) um i think i've mentioned this on on pod before but like we used to drink so much boxed wine when we were like in our early 20s and then we stopped and we were like we drink from bottles now and like during the pandemic we're like fuck it we're back to boxes
0: i mean hell at this point you'd probably drink it right out of like the, v- the vat that has the grapes in it. i
1: would drink the wine straight from the wine cow yes
0: <laughs> so um hang on Let- let's do a toast and then i'll tell you a funny story
1: okay. uh, involving wine grapes very nice <laughs> um so technically it's an angel episode which would be my toast but since you lost out on your toast last week because of uh because we had skylar I'm going to give the toast to you. And now angels will be you and Buffy's will be me. The way the world really should work, you know? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um,
0: Here is to the end of 2020. Fuck the hell off and die.
1: Very nice. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers. Uh, I've also got my giant glass of water here because it's the afternoon. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, you gotta love that day drinking. Yep.
1: You know, I just wanna make sure I don't like start my day off by dehydrating myself.
0: Uh, oh, okay. So funny funny story about uh wine grapes. wine grapes. Um when uh when my family and I went over to Europe, um we were in this uh, we were spending the night in this small town called Udenheim in Germany. Mm. It's um to the south. Southeast of Mainz, but, um, shout out to our listeners yet, in Udenheim. <laughs> oh my God. Like all, no, this, this is like one of those like legit small towns. Like there might have like been a couple hundred 50 people. people. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. No, like it, that it was mostly, um, a lot of the land. Mm-hmm. Like there was like a really <laughs> small like town square, but a lot of the land was used for, uh, for, um, uh, vineyards. Mm-hmm. And, uh, one, like we had basically had just done this whole trip, uh, from Paris to Mainz, which was, we went on like three different trains and we had like, we were riding the rails all through the night. So we were all exhausted. And, um, after like everybody had had a good rest, we kind of just decided, you know, we walk around and explore the town. And, uh, and we were walking through like. We were walking by these vineyards, and uh, I'm like, "Oh wow, cool! Like you can like just see all the grapes right there." And my mom like just decided to like pick a few off oh and eat them. <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm like, mom, what the hell are you doing?" She's like, "What? There's plenty here." I'm like, <laughs> "Mom, I'm pretty sure this gives somebody the right to
1: shoot you." Oh my god! Well, in America, definitely. Uh, I don't yeah, know so no, much in Germany. I, was like,
0: I, I <laughs> couldn't believe it. <laughs> this was like, this was mere days after we had been at the Musee d'Orsay in Paris and we were in the Art Deco part of the museum. And my dad's like, oh, you know what? This is a hell of a table and slaps his hand on a table that was clearly like behind like the ropes and stuff in the museum. Like dad, oh my
1: that's God. a piece of art. Oh my God. You know, though, you can't
0: just touch whatever you want in the, in like one of the most famous art museums in the world. <laughs> I, I do, uh,
1: I do sympathize a bit though, uh, with that. Um, if there were, if there were ropes and stuff, then yeah, okay. But we were at the Speed Museum, um, which for listeners is, um, the, uh, an art museum here in Louisville. Um, and we were in like the, right mo- next
0: to the University of Louisville yep. for those who are um,
1: interested. Um, and, um, and we were in, like, the modern art section. Um, I think this was, at, like, right after their big, like, grand reopening, after they had, like, done, like, the remodels and everything. Yeah. But there was, like, one bit where it it was, like, like I don't remember what it was, but John and I stood there for several minutes going, like, is that art or is, did someone just drop, like, some litter on the ground? Like the way the way it was like where it was, we like legitimately could not tell. We were like (laughs) So we just left it. We were like, fuck it, it's art.
0: (laughs) We're at Angel Investigations and Cordelia is making sure that it is known that the garbage bags are not good.
1: Yes, she's reenacting an audition she did for Doyle. Um, and we get, you know, kind of our classic Buffy and Angel. um, uh, a, a twist beginning, I guess. I don't... Ma- bait <laughs> and switch is what I'm going for. That's what where we think she's just bitching about the trash bags. But um, in reality, yeah, she's reenacting this uh, this commercial audition she had. And she's furious that she didn't get the role. She lost it to um a blonde who showed up in a leather cat suit <laughs> despite the audition being for the role of a housewife she looked
0: like Catwoman taking out the cat trash <laughs> yeah.
1: um which begs the question you know which uh i guess at this point it would be michelle pfeiffer uh in uh as far as the reference pool goes
0: yeah because um because Halle Berry's Catwoman didn't come out until the two thousands, two thousand four? I think I believe? Th- Yeah, I
1: think two thousand four. Um, I'm
0: g- I'm actually gonna be kinda sad if I knew that right off the top of my head.
1: <laughs> well, and you know, you wouldn't even call that a cat suit. It's a it's a it was a leather bra. <laughs> and... Oh man, it was two thousand four.
0: Why did I know that?
1: <laughs> I knew it too, so we're we both know when Catwoman came out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um the uh the phone is ringing and and uh I, I like how angel like tries to imply like hey get the phone <laughs> and, you know your job and and of course cordelia misses it and it goes to a message now this this is actually kind of important for later on in the episode believe <laughs> it or not like the fact that Cordy can't answer the phone on time but um, (laughs) and I like that that Chekhov's
1: bad at her job
0: yeah (laughs) Chekhov's ineptitude Um, (laughs) but it is uh, her friend Aura who is basically wondering like oh where's Cordelia staying Uh, what's she doing right now like how awesome is living in LA and uh, Angel's just like Ugh, and walks away, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, Cordelia covers up the machine uh, to muffle <laughs> it, and um, does like a uh, so so what's the big deal? And she's like, well, you know, I don't feel great right now where I'm at, so I don't want to answer the phone and talk and tell people how shitty my life is at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> which you know. Um, did- What's I can care? relate, especially in this uh, in this world of social media. I recently uh, got off of Facebook, but there have been there have been plenty of times when I saw like people posting new jobs, marriages, mm-hmm. new houses, and stuff like that, and it really does kind of make you feel inadequate and behind of everybody else. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they, I think everybody feels like that, but yeah. Um, a good friend of mine once said, uh, don't, um, don't measure where somebody else is in their story when you're in a completely different book. Nice. I'm very wise. I
1: didn't say that. It wasn't you. (laughs) I know. (laughs) But I will take credit. I'll take credit. (laughs) Um, do you recognize, uh, Aura? I mean, we never see her, but do you, do you remember Aura? No, the only two, uh,
0: the only two cordettes that stick out to me are obviously Cordelia and, um, and Harmony.
1: Aura only appears once. She appears in the very first episode. She's the girl with the dead guy in her locker.
0: Ah, um, okay. In the,
1: in the pilot. Uh, The extreme dead guy in her (laughs) life, as Cordelia puts it. So fun! I I thought that was a fun, uh, fun callback there. Um, Didn't you know? It it could have been just any random Cordette, um, but I like that they 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 pull a deep cut there.
0: There are quite a few um, callbacks to Buffy in this. Um, And at first, at first, I thought, oh man, they're really kind of pulling from the Buffy memory pool but it um it actually kind of works because this episode does a lot of development for Cordelia mm. and it it shows her kind of like making the transition from where she was to where she is now and obviously yeah. Sunnydale is a huge big part of that. Um
1: I don't know why I say yeah. huge
0: big. <laughs> <laughs> so Captain bigly.
1: Red- Captain Redundant over here. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, you're absolutely right though. It is um yeah, there are a lot of callbacks, but um, but they're all they're all um, um, what's the word? I, I guess it's not the exact word I'm after, but they're all natural. They make sense because they are about Cordelia's backstory. Organic, maybe. Uh, organic. That is what I. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have one uh, callback in particular uh, that is my favorite. I think I know what it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and yeah, we'll, we'll, when we get there, we'll get there. But I it's it's such a good line. Um, but anyway, um, so, but yeah, uh, uh, Doyle
0: um, says that, uh, oh, you know, if you hate, like, if you ever need a, a night away from your apartment, like, you can just give me a call and Cordelia does her usual Cordelia response and says, "Oh, I guess stranger things have happened." Oh wait, no they haven't. <laughs> but uh yeah, Doyle is clearly um, Doyle's clearly into Cordelia as we've seen over the past few episodes and so he decides to uh, do what uh, any any guy naturally does, ask her friend about her past. And yeah. um, I, and her boss. Yeah. I love <laughs> I love this scene particularly Particularly because um, when a- when Doyle goes into Angel's office, he like sits in the chair and then puts his feet up on Angel's <laughs> desk, and Angel gives a clearly annoyed look. Um, I-, I feel like David Boreanaz has the least to do in this episode, but that actually kind mm-hmm. of works in his favor because he's more reacting to the uh, to the storylines of Doyle and um, and Cordy and. He's just really good at it. But yeah, uh Doyle's Doyle's kinda wondering, like, oh, you know, what's what's Cordelia's deal? And that's when Angel gives a really brief synopsis of Cordy's arc from uh seasons one through three of Buffy, and um did mention the Cordettes,
1: which yep. is hilarious hearing David he... Boreanaz say that. <laughs> Uh, what's he say? They're they're like Stalin, but about shoes or yeah, something? yeah. They're like right? they're like the
0: Russian Red Army, but very passionate about shoes. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> which is just oh. fantastic. It's and not entirely inaccurate. Like <laughs> and also you know, it's only slightly hyperbolic. And I love
0: when Angel's describing Cordelia. Just you know, she can't she can't type, she can't file. I was holding out a little bit of hope for the phone, but. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) this episode i gotta say this is two angel episodes in a row that i liked a lot more than i thought i was going to going into it but this episode plays off of the the trio's chemistry extremely well and it's Mm -hmm. funny it is just really funny and it's it almost borders on sitcom but still has like all the angel stuff in it and i i I love it
1: yeah i've always been a big fan of this episode um i i mean i'm 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 naturally gonna come to a cordelia heavy episode with like more um yeah i don't know what that was supposed to mean but like Zeal- but i also just think it's a good episode i yeah it's very funny it's very like uh it has it's i like this li- i like just the story i'm also i like also hauntings like that's like haunted houses are one of my favorite like sub genres of horror um and then i also just think cordelia gets a good arc in this episode um and, uh, I, and we also yeah, get a, really
0: um, a little bit of, we also get a little bit of lead into some development for Doyle as well, mm-hmm. which, um, honestly is a good thing because Doyle's just kind of, Doyle's obviously the person that we know the least about of the three. And, um, and he really hasn't had any development apart from like, oh, he's this guy that loves drinking and really wants to bang Cordelia. And I mean Uh that's that's every guy. (laughs) Even me. You you those Especially me. Those two (laughs) things do apply to you. Um Yeah, so Cordelia goes home for the night, uh to her awful, awful apartment. Um Uh, (laughs) Yeah, the key sticks in the lock.
1: Disgusting.
0: Yeah, it's and you know, I think I think there are a lot of listeners that could probably relate to this, because we've all had a shitty apartment. Maybe not this shitty, but... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I have been fortunate enough to only have one shitty apartment. But, uh, yeah, it's it's not great. I mean, yeah, you got... The light's not working. The, you get, like, brown stuff coming out of the faucet. Um, the key sticks in the lock. And... And then there are roaches
1: everywhere. Yep. Alive and dead. Which yeah. is like oh that, that for me that's like the worst part when she call so there's the roach on her television. She calls the like landlord who assures her that the exterminator came that day, and that's when she steps on all of the roach bodies, like, on the floor yeah what fucking exterminator did they call who half-assed the job because there's still some living roaches in there but also like just left a bunch of dead ass it's gross it's so gross i and you
0: know the sad yeah, thing is is like okay. i th- <laughs> the sad thing is is that if somebody told me that they're probably like this i believe it like because mm-hmm. they're i mean i'm especially in a place like a big city like la
1: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, you've got, like, landlords who, who are essentially slumlords, you know? Yeah. They, they're not taking care of these buildings, they're not doing their due diligence to care for them, and, uh, probably charging outrageous amounts to live in shitholes. Yes. Um, so, uh, despite her, um, initial reluctance, though, all of this is enough to push her to call Doyle, um... Unfortunately, uh, picking up on our theme of uh, missing phone calls, <laughs> um, Doyle Doyle does not get to answer the phone because he is being threatened by a demon uh, who is basically trying to get him to pay off his debt. Uh, and, and very much looks like a Jim Hadar from Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Thank you! <laughs> oh my god, it was driving me nuts. <laughs> I was like... That yes, yes. Um uh, that, that if I the whole episode I was like, why does this guy look familiar? Like 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 he can't look like an actor I know because obviously. But yes. He very very strong Jem Hadar vibes.
0: Um but yeah, if you don't know what that is, uh watch watch Star Trek Deep Space Nine. You'll thank us. Um but yeah, this guy is basically trying to uh, Get Doyle to pay his debts because he surprise, surprise, Doyle owes people money. I'm shocked. Uh, yeah, shocked, I
1: say. Um,
0: and uh, Doyle does this really dumb thing where he like says, "Oh, the money drawer," and um, and the demon's like, "You're not dumb enough to put a gun in there." It's like, and no, he's not dumb enough. He's dumber. Because he doesn't even have a gun in there, he just attacks with the with the <laughs> shell, with the drawer. Yep, and uh, yeah, he uh, he runs away. He's able to get away from the demon. Uh, um, then uh, then we get uh, a really funny scene. My favorite. <laughs> What's hilarious is um, one we see the return of angels'
1: nipples. Um, mm-hmm. but, wet uh, nipples. <laughs> Angel's wet nipples and his tiny tiny towel. They made a choice. He could have had a regular sized towel, but it doesn't. <laughs> it's a small towel. Jane Espenson gets me. She gets me. She didn't get McGinnis, it. he gets me. There they you go. get me. They know what I want and they're Unless it was
0: specifically in the script that uh, Angel comes out wearing wrapping himself in a small towel.
1: I'm gonna find the script mm-hmm. for this episode
0: but uh yeah so he hears not a knock on his door he opens it and cordelia's and me like oh thank god you're here <laughs> throws like all this luggage on him and and she's like oh don't look at me i'm awful like i i, I smell angel i smell i used <laughs> to never smell she explains about the roaches and how she's now a girl from the projects and then like she wonders if there are roaches in her suitcase and she she lets angel know oh by the way you should probably get my other suitcase out of the hallway yep (laughs) but yeah she just like doesn't stop talking and um she's like oh yeah i i just need to stay here until i find a new place and once i do you're totally invited in And she's like, oh, by the way, my suitcase is still in the hall.
1: I'm going to take a shower. (laughs) So not only is this scene great for wet naked Angel, um, it's also great for this superb uh, Cordelia monologue that Charisma (laughs) Carpenter just, she delivers. She, she, um, um, it, it reminds me a little bit, um, not necessarily in tone, but like um, there's an episode of uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend where it's the first season. It's a Christmas episode where the main character, Rebecca's mom, um, comes to visit her and she is introduced by basically um, coming into Rebecca's apartment, singing this song called Where's the Bathroom? that is like a 2 minute long almost exactly what Cordelia is doing here just coming in not letting the person who lives there even get a word in edgewise <laughs> um and like just making themselves at home um and being very bossy and kind of rude about it um like <laughs> and um and yeah it's so funny and Angel's just like dumbfounded he's just like uh Okay I love that um I love that Cordelia the last thing that she says is like do you have moose? Of course you have moose <laughs> <laughs> um I feel like this really is where it starts but like the um the angel is extremely vain about his appearance like running gag <laughs> is one of my favorites um particularly when the joke comes from Cordelia oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: But I mean, hey, the guy's always rocking like Dolce and Gabbana, mm. and and like, yes, he, he wears product in his hair, despite the fact that he can't see himself in a mirror. Uh, yeah, see, Cordelia... that's how you know.
1: That's how you know. He <laughs> he, he 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 doesn't even, he can't even see himself, but he makes sure that his hair is perfect. Listen, if this show were made in 2020, Angel be gay.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> or or uh what what is it?
0: Metrosexual?
1: Uh yeah, that would metrosexual would um I mean and in general, just uh, this is not really a buffy thing, but just in vampire lore, vampires tend towards pansexuality, just um Uh because as we've talked about, vampirism is um uh, used very sexually frequently mm-hmm. penetration <laughs> <laughs> thank you um <laughs>
0: so then uh doyle is um doyle stops by angel's apartment uh the next morning he sees cordelia in a bathrobe and, sitting at the table and then angel comes out as like hey you got um Hey, you got uh, you got peanut butter on the bed sheets, and Doyle immediately is like, "How could you?
1: You knew I liked her and you just went ahead and had sex with her anyway. So one, I really love Cordelia using the tea kettle as a mirror um, <laughs> um, But I also really like how she's like... I absolutely did not get peanut butter in your bed. You did it. And he's like, I don't eat peanut butter. I don't eat like, and she's like, whatever, I'll go check. But the idea, like
0: Angel immediately shoots down the idea that, uh, he and Cordelia, uh, slept together. Um, so he goes to like change his sheets, which have peanut butter all over them. Uh, and,
1: uh... um, I do need to, uh, just note uh this is another shirtless angel scene it's a little tiny black boxer briefs (laughs) angel shirtless scene with like a nice kind of translucent open robe um no comment no well
0: i think that that was clearly like chosen for that because that clearly looks like a post-sex outfit (laughs) yeah if you have to wear it really If you have to wear anything post-sex that's it (laughs)
1: I, part of me wonders is if this is Angel's way of just being like, um, like asserting dominance and back into his own home. <laughs> it's like, I don't care that you fucking people are in my home without my permission. I'm going to wear my tiny boxer briefs and my robe and it is, y'all just have to do It is a like power
0: that. move. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> I mean, it's, it's no,
0: uh, it's no <laughs> drinking milk and not freaking eye contact
1: it never could be
0: um, um but anyway uh so um doyle does ask cordelia if um if anybody called uh for him and she said like oh yeah i i gave somebody was calling for you i gave your address because it was somebody from your part of england was like oh C- cordelia, <laughs> cordelia.
1: <laughs> but um i do love the way he's like my part of england and she's like yeah and then he's just like he's like whatever. I like but uh not not worth my time he, to he, correct He this. does
0: uh he does look at some of the mementos that Cordelia's put up like uh trophies and stuff like that. He sees her uh her scorched diploma and he's like, "Hey, what's up with your diploma?" She's like, "Oh, the ceremony was crazy." And, and yep. Which is a which is a fun little callback to uh the last time we saw cordelia and buffy in graduation day part two um yep the yeah, angel comes down and uh he says he says uh, uh yeah doyle there's like this big guy uh out there so i told you that you'd be right up and doyle's like all right then immediately just runs away <laughs> and angel is like there before him in the foyer and it's so funny because he's just like yeah i know what's up
1: (laughs) yeah i really really like the like the second he sees angel and he realizes what's happened (laughs) doyle's just like it's not nice to trick people
0: but yeah um so he like reveals that this guy is like trying to shake him down for some money and um and angels like, all right, well, how about a deal? If um, if you help me with my problem, then uh, I'll help you with your problem. And it's funny because you immediately know what Angel's problem is, but then Cordelia <laughs> comes up and
1: what is it that she says? She okay, so it's because earlier she had been cutting up Angel's linoleum that's floor right in his kitchen to see if there was hardwood <laughs> underneath, and. In this bit, she comes up and she's like, "Um, so do you have any linoleum glue? Just in case, maybe in case it starts to curl it started up. Started to curl it. up. <laughs> uh, so first of all, Cordelia, rude, <laughs> not okay. Second of all, though, linoleum is garbage. I, 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 I don't blame her for wanting to see what's under that linoleum.
0: I'm pretty sure." Uh... I'm pretty sure i um, have mentioned this on the show before, but um, my office where I am currently at uh when I moved in, there was just this horrid orange carpet like orange and yellow carpet, like it was a shag carpet mm. um I don't know did you did you actually see the carpet or did you just see pictures
1: i I think you showed me I'm trying to remember. 'Cause you took me around on FaceTime one day, but I can't remember if you'd torn it up already.
0: Well yeah, but like, no, um, this carpet was awful. And then um like uh but when we moved in or when I when I was like first looking at the house, I um I lifted up some of the carpet uh, which maybe should I shouldn't have done because I was uh, I wasn't finally <laughs> buying I wasn't final on buying the house yet, but I saw there's like really good hardwood floors. Now I know you've seen the hardwood floors but yeah, like, and as soon, so like one of my first mm-hmm. big projects post moving in was to basically like take up all the carpet and take up like all the padding and stuff. And yeah, this, <laughs> I can't believe that they had that carpet over this hardwood floor, Like especially yeah. you couldn't even close the door properly with that carpet down there. It, it was ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I i hate that we've been lucky enough that most of our house is the hardwood floor um we do have carpet in the living room uh and like the hallway but yeah for the most part we've been very lucky that our house is largely uh hardwood i
0: mean i like carpet if it's good like the carpet that's in like my hallway and the front room is i like that carpet um I, I wish that the uh, cat didn't like it so much that he scratched the hell out of it but um that's that's another that's another thing for another day uh but yeah and so so um angel agrees to uh he'll he'll encounter this he'll take on this debt collector if uh if if doyle helps Cordelia find a new apartment and oh my gosh this um this uh, apartment hunting is just delightful um Doyle starts uh. off by saying that like oh you know I have a guy who could help you out and she's like oh you have a guy I'm sorry but I don't want the api- the rating of my apartment to depend on how close it is to a racetrack which hurtful <laughs> hurtful though somewhat accurate um yeah. but it's um i don't even remember what the first um
1: what the first uh apartment is like because the first one's just like generically gross yeah it, it's just small and it, it's like a bare mattress yeah. with like a giant stain yeah. on it i remember but that
0: the second apartment holy shit <laughs> it's in a communal living space with <laughs> that's clearly run by a cult clearly
1: i love it's like we have services at 5 a.m and she's like oh that's a little early for me and he's like oh don't worry you'll be up we start the chanting at four (laughs) which would be hilarious if down the line
0: that cult became an enemy in an episode of angel but i oh my god that would be i don't think that happens which makes me sad no um which i guess is kind of a light spoiler but We'll never know what that cult's all about. <laughs> and yeah. then and then there's the uh, the apartment with the extremely creepy guy who's like, oh, don't worry, mm-hmm. you'll be safe and sound knowing that I'm the only other person on earth with this key. And like, ugh. Nope. Ugh. Nope.
1: Ugh. Um, so, yeah, all, after all of this, Cordelia finally is like, okay you know what's what's your guy got and this is when she take he takes her to this gorgeous apartment
0: it really is like this is an apartment that i feel like would be like it you wouldn't find it for cheap in louisville and yeah we're talking about like la like this this apartment is just beautiful
1: yeah, this is like, th- this, we've seen ghosts, we've seen ghoulies, we've seen demons and vampires. This is the most outrageous thing <laughs> we've seen, that Cordelia can rent this apartment. Well, I mean, um, when
0: so many people have killed themselves inside of it, that probably brings true. your property value down just a little bit. Just a little bit. But, um, yeah, Cordelia immediately is like, oh yeah, I'm gonna have to tear down that wall. <laughs> and she's like i enjoy it you know like i like being able to work on one thing one tiny flaw in something yep uh but yeah she immediately takes the apartment and uh, she doesn't yeah, this... get a credit
1: check she does she doesn't even ask what the rent is she's just like yeah i'll take it um well i'm assuming that she knows what the rent is because
0: they probably wouldn't be going there if it was out That's of her true. price range anyway but yeah no credit check which i i honestly wonder how often that happens in bigger cities because you know that has Mm. to happen like well
1: she the the renter rental agent lady does mention that the uh the the person who lived there broke the lease like unexpectedly so yeah it does look like they're just like yeah we need we want to get someone in here Mm -hmm. um See,
0: so, yeah, I don't know but, if this if this is entirely above the board. Um yeah. but you know what's like uh behind the board? A face just Aww. kinda like starts stretching out from that wall that Cordelia hated so much.
1: Um Very Nightmare on Elm Street. The the first one, when uh Freddy does that over Nancy's bed. Yeah. Um also I, I always just I really like 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 that effect uh not just here but like in like hauntings in general like in Nightmare on Elm Street it's so simple but it's like it's very eerie like seeing something that should be solid suddenly like elasticizing and then becoming a face or like a hand or something uh yeah eerie.
0: um that's eerie. so my favorite example of that is not in a horror movie but in the Christmas episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia when frank is hiding in a couch oh yeah (laughs) this might be one of the hardest like the hardest i've ever laughed at really anything um i don't know if it's the absolute hardest but it's up there but just the fact that somebody's like oh i think there's a person in that couch (laughs) and they're like what no there isn't and you see the outline of frank like his whole upper body yeah <laughs> just stretching against the material of the couch <laughs>
1: is that, I remember is that Paul, also the same one where he comes like lubed up like sliding out of it like he's not lubed up he's just um
0: he's naked because okay. it was so hot inside the couch Ugh. ew <laughs> yeah come to think of it i feel like i've seen danny devito naked a lot more than i should have (laughs) yeah but i mean that that scene though is so fucking funny i i can't i can't even think about it now (laughs) without laughing um uh but yeah so something's up with cordelia's apartment uh angel Angel's waiting at Doyle's apartment, and uh, this demon shows up, and Angel like kicks the shit out of him. And mm-hmm.
1: uh, love to see he's, it. Ab-
0: he's able to get the guy's name, Griff, and uh, he says, "I don't know, like I don't know who I work for. I just get his orders. Doyle owes owes money, but now we're like, now we're basically just gonna get him killed. And uh, and Angel's like, "All right, I'll." I'll get Doyle to pay. I'll get Doyle to pay you. Um, your only other choice is to keep fighting and you're lucky. if you're lucky, you'll last 10 minutes. If you're really lucky, you'll be unconscious for the last five,
1: which nice. hot. <laughs> yeah, very hot. love it. I do like how when he, when Angel delivers this news to Doyle, Doyle's like, I thought you were going to get me out of this. I, I have to pay him back. And do- Angel's like, the alternative is you die. Yeah, you so get, fucking you get, pay up, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well,
0: you can't get blood from a stone. You get blood from you. I <laughs> <laughs> loved that line. <laughs> but yeah, and um, and Doyle's like, oh, well, I mean, at least Cordelia is so happy with her... um." with her uh with her apartment i mean she's gonna be grateful for that for a while and and uh quick cut to just all the shit going baddie over at cordelia's apartment i uh, have a
1: lot of respect for the ghost of maude pearson um <laughs> she gets right down to business none of this like n- none of this like uh, oh this picture moved did it no I'm going to turn on your radio. I'm going to play the song that was playing When I Killed My Son uh, instantly. <laughs> the song is You Always Hurt the Ones You Love. Um, and and yeah, I'm going to start levitating your fucking bed. Um, but first I am going to go through your drawers and uh, pull out your bra. <laughs> and yeah. I, I love this. I love this. She lifts the bed. Uh, Cordelia's like... I'm from Sunnydale. You don't scare me. (laughs)
0: Um. But of course, like we cut to the, um, we cut to the next morning and Cordelia is still terrified and awake. And then the, uh, the bed just falls to the floor. But then she's just like, no, you know what? It's okay. I'm going to go up to the, I'm going to go up to the mirror and, you know, like make sure do my hair. And you get the classic mirror cut, which is a mirror cut. Which is like when you when a person when a character's looking at the mirror opens the mirror to get something out of there, and then when they close the mirror back, a
1: ghost or something else
0: is there. In this case, yeah. it is the ghost of Cordelia's apartment.
1: Yeah. Uh played by the delightful Beth Grant, who you've seen because she's fucking everywhere. She's one <laughs> of those uh, she's one of those actors, uh, I, I, I went onto her Wikipedia page just to pull like a few credits and there were so many, I got overwhelmed and <laughs> didn't pull any, um, <laughs> but she's, she's, you know, she's one of those character actors who, it doesn't matter what you, what shows you're into, um, she's, or movies, like she's there
0: um and i feel like that's quite a few buffy get angel guest stars um because mm-hmm. like we- we've mentioned before how um we if we see an actor that looks familiar we look it up and they're in like eight or nine shows that we saw at the same time because the- the- a lot of them made the rounds in the uh in the uh, sci-fi and fantasy shows that were on the air plus yeah i mean i think every actor at one point or another if they want to be on tv has to be in an episode of law and order Mm -hmm. uh it's
1: actually acting law yeah
0: and we know (laughs) we'll we know because we're actors your
1: equity uh, they'll take your equity card away if you don't appear on law and order do you want to know why we haven't been on tv we haven't been on law and order Mm -hmm. you want to know why amy adams has never won an oscar she hasn't been on law and order it's punishment <laughs> for not being she on was, law and order she was too busy doing those smallville that
0: smallville episode <laughs> uh. Oh boy. okay um so yeah and uh so she basically that there's so much stuff going on but like um she moves a chair and then the ghost moves it back this might be the pe- the pettiest thing that the ghost does and then just cordelia is like A normal person would be
1: really scared. Cordelia's just pissed. Cordelia pulls the chair out further into like (laughs) like, the middle of the room. I I love that because it's it it, like it's almost as like she's trying to out petty the ghost. Uh, Because there's no reason she should put the chair (laughs) where she does. But it is like, fuck you. This is where I'm putting this goddamn chair. And then Maude throws it against the wall so hard it breaks.
0: (laughs) Which is why we love Cordelia. Like most people would just be like, Oh God, this house is haunted. I'm leaving. And Cordelia's like, um, this house is haunted. It's my house. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, but yeah. And so, uh, there's a knock on the door and Angel and Doyle are there with a, um, with, uh, and Angel has a cactus, uh, which is a perfect housewarming gift. Um, but yeah, Angel just walks right in, and uh, and she's like, how'd you do that? And he's like, you said whenever you got a new place, I was invited in. So there you go. There's a little bit of a world building for Buffy.
1: Cordelia, Cordelia's reaction to this is also kind of my reaction to this, where she's like, hold up, did this rule just change on us? <laughs> <laughs> Which... Like, it's fine, it really doesn't bother me, but I definitely, go, like, have that reaction of, like, okay, like, I think we're maybe fudging the rules here a bit, but whatever. But then, um,
0: then we start getting into what I think is the funniest part of the episode, when, um, the, the trophies start attacking... Uh, Angel and Doyle and Cordelia's just like oh no no it's 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 a bad trophy the mantle is uneven and 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 uh, then like of course die starts being written on the wall in blood and, yeah. and 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 they're just like oh my god Cordelia this apartment is haunted and she's like it's rent controlled and they're trying to pull her out and she's like wait maybe it isn't done maybe it's spelling out diet <laughs>
1: Which is, she's like, that's helpful. A little judgmental. but (laughs) I, you know, it's, it's so funny, though, because that is the thing, though. Like, in every Haunted House movie, that is the thing. It's like, why don't you just move? And, of course, the usual reason is because the family has sunk all of their money into this house. And, like yeah I get that like financial concerns you know not to get too personal, but like John and I are having you know in pandemic land having kind of financial problems, and yeah I'll live in a fucking haunted house to get if that like gets me out of my financial problems i' I'll take a ghost any day over <laughs> over money problems,
0: yeah, and uh angel tries to assure they like hey it's this is just a place to live and um this is when uh cordelia basically says like no it's more than that like i mm-hmm. felt that when i had this apartment i wasn't being punished anymore and and angel's like what do you mean punished and she's like you know for how i was before and yeah like it's it's kind of really the first time we've seen her have regret about mm-hmm. the stuff that she's done like even in Buffy, I feel that there were very few times when she showed regret even when she was like a real big part of the Scooby gang um like end of season two, beginning of season three um, it's it's like I'm not apologizing for what I was before because honestly that's kind of like what turned Xander on about her uh mm-hmm. but yeah this this like really starts to get into her head and again like it goes back to that whole there's so many times when you feel like you just you're doing life wrong and mm-hmm. and that that's a shitty feeling
1: yeah and then she um she compares it to angel she's like you know if i if i get this apartment and it's great it means i'm not being punished anymore I can live my life and she's like you of all people should understand that and she go, he goes yeah redemption and she goes oh no i meant because you had that mansion <laughs> 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 um <laughs> great way to get to our point and then not letting it sit there to yeah. uh saccharine uh, and get get a nice joke in um uh, a nice call back to angel's mansion (laughs) yeah um
0: angel and doyle uh say they're gonna try to do an exorcism uh doyle goes to get uh some supplies which include uh bile which they really needed to get and they apparently need a lot of um angel uh goes to kate and uh sees like uh, if he can find out anything uh because the original search in the uh, on the internet found that Maud Pearson died from a fatal heart attack, and mm-hmm. Angel said, "Well, I mean that's not a violent death, so it it shouldn't be like there shouldn't be this ghost there." Um, but they find out that uh, uh, her son, Maud Pearson's son, Dennis disappeared on the same day as her heart attack and uh and then there was um there was apparently like a lot of friction between all of this and we kind of like yeah. we kind of had this alluded to earlier because Maud does say like oh stay away from him you're not good enough for him you're trash or whatever and uh and then um also all of the uh there are several deaths in that apartment they were all suicides they were all yep. ruled as suicides
1: um there's a great line during the scene with kate where uh, she um she makes some snarky comment about angel being like almost like a real detective and she's angels like i am a detective and he, she's like well you know detectives have training and business licenses and last names (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh i i you know i enjoyed snarky kate uh she only has this one scene in this episode but uh uh she joyce summers is summers did joyce summers did yeah that's what i'm going with there you go that's gonna be what i call it when when a character only has one scene in the episode but they just come in and they fucking nail it psh philip seymour hoffman mini.
0: Many of his roles were supporting roles, but they were, they managed to like both not steal focus from the scene, but also just enrich it. Oh, R.I.P. I miss him. <laughs> um, oh, speaking of R.I.P., I do believe that, uh, when, when, uh, Cordelia talks about, um, being haunted by this old woman, she's like, oh, where's why isn't patrick swayze dead when i need him to be yeah and i was like ooh, <laughs> yeah, yeah uh.
1: i i had the same reaction to that line um because of course patrick swayze was when did p die 2010 i think
0: sometime around then but yeah he died a lot younger than uh, he died at a fairly young age i mean i think he died yeah at i think age he was like 50, 50. yeah
1: um yeah, he and died obviously... uh, in 2009. He was 57. Okay, so a little older, but still like, um, what was it that he died of? I'm pretty sure it was cancer. I feel like okay, Foot um, he had, he had cancer. Um, he died specifically of pneumonia. Um, but the pneumonia was complications from his chemotherapy for his cancer
0: yeah that makes sense yeah Uh, now he's dirty dancing up in heaven Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um but yeah uh poor uh poorly aged jokes aside um (laughs) uh yeah so cordelia is basically waiting at the office but um there's a phone call which a which goes to a uh, voice which goes to an answering machine I almost said goes to voicemail um which goes to the answering machine but Cordelia does pick it up and it's Angel saying that uh she uh, he wants to meet her at the apartment and they will that'll help her out and uh and so um when uh when Angel um Finally, gets all the info that he needs. He calls uh, Angel Investigations. Doyle answers the phone with um, with we, a hope Angel- a- we hope you're helpless. <laughs> we hope you're help. We hope you're helpless, which not not quite right. Um. <laughs>
1: and I do not like how he's like, oh, wait, hold on, that's not right, and then Angel's just like, it's <laughs> me. <laughs> but yeah, um, and he says that. Uh, oh, Cordelia isn't there,
0: um, so he plays the answering machine and fortunately it recorded that call and he's like that's that's not me um
1: remember back in the day though when like you could you can't do this anymore like you could if you could call someone get their answering machine start talking and then they could be like oh i do want to talk to this person and answer can't do it anymore you gotta call them back yeah Kids, you don't know what you're missing. You're not missing anything. You're not missing a damn thing.
0: Yeah. You know, it it kind of makes me wonder like um do you think Angel would have a
1: smartphone? Um based on what how he reacts when cell phones are introduced in like season 2, I think. Yeah. Um I'm going to say like eventually. <laughs> But like I, kicking and screaming the whole way.
0: Yeah, I, I picture him getting addicted to Candy Crush though, the same way that uh that Captain Holt got addicted to Quasi Cupcakes on Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> I
1: think Angel would be a Fruit Ninja type of guy.
0: Yeah, because he's like, oh, it's manly, it's fruit, yeah, and it, yeah, and it's n- being a ninja.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think that's a I I think um uh I think spike would secretly be into candy crush but like wouldn't tell anyone <laughs> like.
0: until like buffy buffy sees it on his phone and gives him
1: endless shit about it yeah <laughs> this is this is my uh, this is our head about what smartphone smartphone games uh people like uh drusilla just plays with the calculator and thinks she's doing <laughs> something
0: <laughs> but um yeah uh so Cordelia is um, Cordelia's obviously been led into a trap by Maud's ghost, and she basically just destroys all of her self-esteem. She just like throws these horrible things at her. and it it like kind of like positions her into being in a noose that uh, that Maud makes from just a cord and Mm -hmm. that kind of explains like oh here's why all the suicides happened fortunately um Doyle and Angel are there in time to uh get her out and they start trying to get the uh get the exorcism ready but um yeah like Cordelia has been shook by all of this Mm -hmm. like she can't she can't respond and she can't react to what's going on and and angels like we need you to do this and um but she can't so they're like, you know what? we just need to yeah. get out of here and of course they as soon as they're leaving we get those smoking guns back and uh the yeah. and griff <laughs> the demon is there along with two enforcers holding their guns up all pulp fiction style
1: <laughs> uh, i do like the way they tie these two these two plots together here um I also uh you know i hate seeing it i hate seeing cordelia in such a weakened weakened place um but seeing her give up like this does make sense it ties back to that uh conversation she had with angel about like the punishment and i feel like this is where she this is the part where she's going okay i get like i do deserve this this is what i deserve because of because i was a bad person um and i don't like that for her um I understand it. I understand how she's gotten to this point, but I hate to see it. We
0: are developing some character here. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, and basically Griff Griff is like, oh yeah, you know that whole thing about me letting Doyle live if he pays? That lied. So Doyle and Angel have to fight these guys while Cordelia is being pulled by Maude into the bedroom. And and the berating continues to the point where Maud calls her a stupid little bitch. And
1: yep. and I really like here what the Buffy wiki says. Maud makes a tactical error by calling Cordelia a bitch. This, because this, this is the moment.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this immediately makes she... Cordelia just regain all of her composure... She stands up and said, and as the Buffy wiki says, she is finding her inner strength. She says, I'm not some little cry
1: Buffy. (laughs) Which, I'm not some little cry Buffy. (laughs) That's my favorite. That is my favorite. I love that that line so much. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Remember back in, um, remember back in The Wish when we said that, you know cordelia could have easily pl- blamed how she was feeling on xander but instead she just finds a way to blame it on buffy i think <laughs> cordelia is always gonna hold some kind of resentment towards buffy <laughs> yeah
1: even when she's miles away from her <laughs> <laughs> i'm not some little cry buffy it's so fucking funny and yeah i love that um and well, and I like it too. That from her perspective too, she thinks that like, oh yeah, if this was happening to Buffy, she'd just cry about it because that's what Buffy <laughs> does—is cry, um, which is inaccurate. But I do, I do <laughs> like that. That's like Cordelia's perspective. Um, and yeah, she tells Maud, she's like, I was the meanest, nastiest girl in Sunnydale High history. Um, she says something about like. Get uh get your translucent wrinkly ass out of my apartment. Um because guess what? The bitch is back. And <laughs> love it so much. Shout out and, to you know, John. Do... <laughs> um you know, and that's the thing though, right? I and mean, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and defend Cordelia bullying people, but so frequently women who are, you know, independent and tough and outspoken are labeled bitches yeah um and um i like that cordelia is owning that that she's she's not gonna she's not gonna take shit from anyone least of all this old ghost haunting her (laughs) apartment like yeah because
0: she keeps saying like this is an this is an old lady ghost this is an old lady ghost i shouldn't be afraid of her yep but um, um, yeah, so Angel has up. Angel is taking care of Griff. Um, oh, there was something we skipped over. <laughs> I did love when um the uh, like the the um the guys who are with Griff, the flunkies. They're like, "Oh God, what's that?" He's like, "Don't worry, it's just a ghost." Oh. Like they, they don't <laughs> care about the ghost. And then one that was of them, very funny. one of them shoots. Shoots the ghost, but it, like, the bullet goes through her and, like, <laughs> destroys one of the bricks on the fireplace. And she just says, you broke it! <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. Angel and Doyle have taken care of the, uh, of the enforcers. is like, leaving the bedroom be- because she has been possessed by something. Uh, at first you think, oh, maybe it's Maud." But then she grabs a lamp and that wall that she hated so much earlier starts destroying it. And when the brick is cleared away, we see a skeleton in there. Mm -hmm. And through a flashback, we learn that Maude Pearson did not want her son Dennis to uh, leave her apartment with his fiance. So she buried him alive behind a wall of bricks.
1: Mm -hmm. what a horrible way to die. Like that, I, I, so horrible. Um, I, I feel so bad for Dennis. Like this is, it's so horrifying. Um, we do have that song playing again. You always hurt the ones you love by, um, oh gosh, I had it in my mind, the Mills brothers. Um, and yeah, then once she finishes, uh, she tells Dennis, Uh, You know, this hurts me more than it hurts you. And then she promptly has a heart attack and (laughs) (laughs) dies. So she was right. At least momentarily.
0: Um, But yeah, so now the spirit of her son, which is Dennis was the one who possessed Cordelia, now is able to be free and banishes uh, Maude's ghost forever. Um, Hooray! yeah so uh angel is um is helping doyle like install a new deadbolt but um but he also tells angel tells doyle they're like you know eventually you're gonna have to tell me your backstory like why you're living like this in fear of uh debt collectors and stuff and he says like yeah you know what i I will one day um which Mm -hmm. ...is really nice because, as we said before, as said in the first episode... ...Angel is here to connect with the people that he helps. And Doyle was the one who told him to do that. And here, Angel is doing that to Doyle. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It, it's a nice little scene. But even better is that uh, Cordelia is finally answering call from Aura... ...and Aww. talking about her new apartment. And she has a roommate but she never sees him and making him making his first proper appearance on angel Mm. phantom dennis who i'm not gonna lie i forgot about phantom dennis so much yeah no as soon as as soon as (laughs) she said like phantom dennis i'm like i forgot about phantom dennis i love phantom dennis
1: yeah um he's what the phantom dennis is you know it's it's hard to even call phantom dennis a character um but, but like we'll as a recurring gag uh, yeah. of a character i adore phantom dennis <laughs> like
0: but yeah um but and he he has a little annoying habits he tries to take cordelia's uh diet root beer she's like no <laughs> and and then he tries to watch tv but she's like no when i'm on the phone it's quiet time and he turns it off so she is very respectful, or he is very respectful of of her schedule and her habits. So good on you, Phantom Dennis. Then um, Cordelia proceeds to uh, bash somebody who has a a poor sense of fashion with aura which at first i thought
1: i wonder if they're talking about willow i thought the same thing because so she goes oh what's what is like what are people wearing in sunnydale blah 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 and then in response to whatever aura says just says well she never had any taste and then it cuts to the, the, the the you know, end credits. And you just hear Cordelia cackle and say, she's so nasty. <laughs> and that, I do think that line, the she's so nasty line, leads me to think she's not talking about Willow. I think at this point, Cordelia and Willow's relationship is such that she would definitely talk shit about her outfit uh, behind her back, but wouldn't go so far as to call her nasty. You know, like... Yeah. The- Like we do. (laughs) Wait a minute, do you talk shit about what I wear? No, about what Willow wears. Oh, okay. Gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) But we'd never call her nasty.
0: (laughs) True. No, that was yeah, it was it's a it's a delightful end to a definitely a delightful episode. I Mm -hmm. The thing is I only remember a few episodes from this first season and they're like the really standout episodes. Um like one we've got coming up in a couple weeks but um Mm -hmm. this uh yeah this episode was a nice little surprise it's it's really funny um angel is constantly depicted as the darker show of buffy and Mm -hmm. an angel uh but it's nice to know that this show does have a sense of humor and it uses it more frequently than you would think and Mm -hmm. even though we just had a um a haunted house buffy episode uh a, a couple weeks back this this is technically the week before uh in yeah. error wise but this this manages to set itself aside because cordelia refuses to let herself be haunted out of her house and it's it's yeah. such a great thing and yeah, angel I just agree. wants cordelia out of his apartment
1: <laughs> Um, yeah, I agree. I think this episode is so fun. I think it's such great development for Cordelia. It's and it's exciting to see a Cordelia centric episode um because she didn't get a lot of centric episodes on Buffy. Um I would say the last episode that was really focused on Cordelia was the wish and she dies halfway through it. Yeah. like she doesn't she doesn't even get to be the center of her own centric episode um well, wait so a minute, um, it's nice to see her get to grow a bit here on uh on angel
0: so was the wish was that was after homecoming
1: yeah that was yeah that was yeah, post yeah okay
0: all right yeah okay just making sure uh but yeah it um uh, one of the benefits of angel for the most part being smaller cast than buffy um mm-hmm in the later in in the later seasons it gets a little bigger but uh, it manages to keep a fairly small cast for a while and that allows for some some good plenty of good development episodes uh for each yeah. of its characters Agreed. Mm-hmm. Uh well guys that was Room with a View. Uh we hope you enjoy this we hope you enjoyed this uh fun talk about the introduction of Phantom Dennis. Uh, yes, <laughs> but um, but yeah, this like I, like I said before, this this episode's a lot of fun. Um, I love I love Cordelia in this episode. Uh, I like her back and forth with Doyle, and I love I love Angel just reacting to all of these stories in a slightly annoyed <laughs> way. Um, it, it works. It, it's a lot of fun. It's a fun spin on the Haunted House and i'm going to give it four cacti for housewarming gifts out of five
1: nice um i yeah i agree with everything you said um uh i think it's pretty clear i didn't say it at the time but i feel like i um made it pretty clear what my gay agenda is this week and it's wet naked angel (laughs) um fairly obvious come on gaze
0: you got to get a little more (laughs) subtle
1: um but yeah i i am gonna also give this episode four uh tiny black boxer briefs out of five and what's behind them Mm. (laughs) uh well thank you for joining us on booze and buffy we'll be back next week with buffy season four episode six Wild at heart.
0: I'm Jason. You can find me on Instagram at yummyj 357 or on Twitter at just plain old yummyj. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm Harrison. You can find me on Instagram at Harrison Alexander Kaufman and on Twitter at Harrison Kaufman. That's C-O-F-F-M-A-N. You can also find my blog, by horrorbyharrison.blogspot.com, where I talk about a different horror film each week. This week, I am talking about... Uh, the uh, Joel Shoemakers, the Lost Boys.
0: Ooh, a little, little vampire action going on there. A vampire action. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Booze and Buffy, or you can email us at boozeandbuffy at gmail You can just email us whatever. Um, the and is spelled out in both of those
1: instances: a and d. Also, please don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: And each week, we like to give a shout out to a worthy charity or nonprofit. This week, we're highlighting the CHN Housing Partners. CHN is a highly seasoned nonprofit affordable housing developer and housing service provider that works with its partners to solve major housing challenges for low-income people and underserved communities. This is especially pertinent in today's pandemic times where people can't Mm -hmm. afford their rent. Um, Visit www.chnhousingpartners.org for more information.
1: Mm -hmm. And uh, also, since this episode will be airing on the very final day of 2020... Hence my toast um, at the beginning of the episode. Uh, yes. Um, happy New Year. Happy New always... Year. H- happy New Year.
0: Okay. And there's no way that
1: 2021 can be worse Shh, than 2020. sh, 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 sh. No, 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 no. Why did you do it, Jason? Why did you do it? <laughs> yeah, there's something else uh, happens. It's
0: my fault. It's my fault.
1: <laughs> As always,
0: go slay. And wear those little tiny black boxers. And be gay. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye Bye-bye.